You're listening to the Arrowhead Live Podcast Network. Thank you, Kansas City. We did it, baby. What up, Chiefs fans? Welcome into another edition of the Kingdom Rewind Podcast. I am your host, Sean Dixon, and alongside me, as always, is my good friend, Chad Goforth. Chad, what's going on, man? Uh, not much. I'm ready to get this show over with. I got a lot of things I got to do. Um, actually, I have nothing to do, so I'm going to take my time with this podcast. You said that last week. You said you had things to do last time. I know, you thought, Did you not get those things done? No, I never get anything done. I got a honey to-do list, you know, that's so long that when I get one thing done, she throws another one on there. So I just stop doing them, so that way the list stays the same. And nothing new comes up, and it's just perfect. I'm smart. I got street cred. Yeah. I got yeah. street smarts. I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah, street smarts. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe not. I love you, Tana. <laughs> by the way, I love you, Tana. You know, yeah. you, your yeah. perfect wife. Che- <laughs> Cheaper to keep her. <laughs> Cheaper to keep her. <laughs> That's what I always say. <laughs> oh, Bazinga. Um, <laughs> so with with the with this podcast, me and Chad like to we 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 take you back in time. We get into our phone booth. And we go back in time. And uh, into a moment in Chiefs history, and and kind of relive that moment, whether it's a game, a player, or or just an overall event. And uh, you know that's 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 kind of what the podcast is about. That's kind of what we do. And a lot of times, it's it's events like uh, like like we're going to have today, where it was before me and Chad's time. So, but sometimes it's more recent things, like you know the latest thing that Pat Mahomes did. So. Yeah, I'll say, yeah, I love the history of it, so I got something for you. Random factoids from the bullet. December 9th birthdays goes to Kirk Douglas, John McLevich, and I'm sure there's others, but these are the only two that matter to me right now. Moving on to weddings on this day in 89, Mr. Baywatch himself, David Hassall, gets married in a little brown church in Studio City, California. I crunched the numbers. I did my math. Mr. Baywatch could have been my dad. Another person off the market in 2005 is Matt Damon. He got married at the Manhattan Marriage Bureau near New York City Hall. Kind of strange he got married so fast, but maybe it had to do with something about Luciana's visa about to expire. Events on this day in 84, my idol, he could touch me anytime. Michael Jackson, when he was still with the Jackson 5, they performed their last concert of the Victory Tour at Dodge Stadium in Los Angeles. In 41, Adolf Hitler orders U.S. ships to be torpedoed. A very bad idea. He should have listened to Toby Keith when he sang, and you'll be sorry to mess with the U.S. of A, because we'll put a boot in your... It's the American way. My inside source, Little Nicky, told me that Hitler's doing just fine in the deepest parts of hell and has a misappointment of a pineapple being shoved up his rectum. And last but not least, in 2005, Sean's favorite movie was released. It's a rodeo cowboy, Jack Twist, and a ranch hand, Enos D. Moore, herding sheep in Wyoming. Unexpectedly, on a cold late night on Brokeback Mountain, trying to keep each other warm, they fell in love. If you haven't guessed the movie, it is called Brokeback Mountain. And that was another random factoids from the minute. Back to you, Sean. I I do love the random factoids for the mullet, but uh, I would say some of that information is false. That is not my my favorite movie. My favorite movie is Die Hard. But 
<laughs> great Christmas movie, by the way. Great Christmas movie. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. You know, and, and, oh man, I wish we had a different podcast because I, I, we go into that whether that's really a Christmas movie. I don't consider it a Christmas movie. What? Because it's my favorite movie. Like it's not my favorite Christmas movie. It's my favorite movie of all time. And you know why it's not a Christmas movie? Because if you take Christmas out of it, you could still have the movie. If you took Christmas out of a Christmas story, could you still have that movie? Uh, no, but you could take Christmas out of um, Home Alone. You still have that movie. True. So we're not getting into that, okay. though. Okay, yeah. See, see I see, I'll already throw down on that one. Uh, <laughs> it's going to get heated. <laughs> but no, uh, but, but thank you for the random factoids. But but this is an NFL show. We do, we do uh, a Chiefs podcast. So uh, th- I have some facts from this day in NFL history. Um, in 1985, on this day, Jerry Rice began, began his streak of 274 games with a reception. Uh, in 2013, the Chicago Bears retired Mike Ditka's number 89 jersey. And in 2018, your own Patrick Mahomes threw the ever-famous no-look pass uh, against the Ravens. I, I, I think I say this every week. I was at that game, so it was kind of cool. But, I don't think he was <laughs> looking. Kind of, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. Lo- he was looking at me. That's why he he was he was looking at me in the stands. He was like, "Hey, Sean, what's going on?" And then threw that pass to Demarcus Robinson. And I, I said, I gave him a good thumbs up and said, "Keep it going." Uh, but no, but no, that's uh, that's kind of uh, this day in NFL history. Um, you know, today we're uh, we're. You know, before before we get into our topic, we want to talk about what happened uh, what happened last week. And uh, once again, Chiefs came away with a win, but once again, it was you know it was kind of an uncomfortable win. I would say, uh, you know, you're playing a team like the Broncos and Drew Locke, you should probably you know beat them by a little more than six points. Yeah, I was gonna say if you asked me about like ten minutes before or ten minutes after this game. I probably had a lot of different words said about this because obviously I was hoping for a blowout. I mean, a win's a win, 22 to 16. I mean, it, the only thing I can say, I don't know why people are playing us so good. You have the Raiders playing us so good. You have the Denver playing us so good. Uh, even Chargers. I mean, but then you look at it, it's all division games, all rivals right there, and they played Chiefs hard every time. It's not. I, I should know it's not going to be a blowout. I'm hoping for a blowout, but this history shows itself that when we play our division opponents, we kind of struggle or, you know, it's a very close game. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, they had, they had the red zone issues. They were 0-4 in the red zone. They're, they're actually 0-7 in the last two weeks in the red zone. Uh, And they move the ball just fine. They, they get, they get inside the 20 almost every time they have the ball, it seems like. They just can't come away with anything more than a field goal, except for you know a, a couple times. I, I think Pat had one touchdown in this last one, um, you know. But but I, I did want to point out that that if you look at the stats for for this season, the Chiefs have the least amount of drives, offensive drives. They have 119 drives, which is, which is less than any other team in the league. Or actually, if I if I if I'm if I'm correct, I think it's I think it's like 30th. I think there's two other teams, but. Uh, you know, I think I think the others have 118 or something like that. So they're, they're right there at the bottom with like drives, and you know that that that's because teams want to keep Patrick Mahomes on the sidelines. So they're going to try to eat the clock as much as they possibly can, 
and not give the ball back to the Chiefs because they know what they can do. The Chiefs are the Chiefs are the highest rated team scoring outside of the red zone. So, you know, you know, I know that they've had their red zone issues, but they can still hit a 75-yard bomb to Tyree Gill at any moment. So, you know, they try to they try to limit their opportunities and that's where they have to get better. They have to get better at at seizing every opportunity that's given to them because eventually settling for all these field goals, it's going to bite them against a team like the Saints coming up. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, Bucker went five for five on field goals. I mean, so, I mean, I was every time he kicked the field goal, I was like, oh, we got to score in the red zone. And, you know, I, I was wondering if this was going to be the game that Patrick didn't throw a touchdown because I don't know how many touchdowns he's thrown, how many games he's thrown a touchdown in a row. But I was like, oh, his, his stat's going to go away from this game. But, you know, thank God Bucker, you know, was clutch during this week. You know, and our defense stepped up, too. You know, Chris Jones started playing. He still has no sacks yet, you know, on this game. Hit the quarterback once. Dirty Dan killed it. I mean, Dirty Dan almost made me a fan. But then I realized, you know, my buddy Bill <laughs> told me I have to continue to hate him because the more I hate him, the more he does great. But, you know, he killed it. You know, I'll, I'll give him props for that. And then Matthew, you know, seven tackles, four solo. He defended the pass twice. And he had, I believe, two interceptions. You know, he even had a tackle for a loss. You know, so our defense kind of stepped up a little bit, and I think that's the reason why we won this game is our defense. And, you know, Hill, you know, he had that non-all catch. You know, it wasn't Hill's fault. And, you know, we had still had nine seconds left, and we punted it away. I'm thinking, like, wh- what are we doing, you know, um, we should, you know, I don't know why the coaches weren't looking at the big screen trying to like, hey, that was actually a catch. You know, Andy Reid goes over to Hill and says, hey, you got to tell me you catch that. And Hill's like, I didn't know I caught it. I didn't even see. I thought the ball bounced off the ground and landed in my, you know, my things. Because everyone looked at Hill when after he got up and he slapped the ball and threw it down. He's like, dang it, I need to catch those. So, I mean, it's not his fault. But here's the problem I have. And this is, I'm trying to get back to my mindset, how mad I was at the, at the end of this game. Happy for the <laughs> win, but just... If you have a close call, like you don't know if it's going to be a touchdown or not, why not just go ahead and call a touchdown? Because if it's not, it's going to get reviewed. You know what I'm saying? So like, if you don't know for sure, why don't you just go ahead and call a touchdown? And if it's questionable, they go review it and you know make it right from there. Because we can't say, hey, I mean, I guess you could re- challenge it, you know, but I think they should have just called it a touchdown and then went and looked at it afterwards. Yeah, I agree. That's that's a pretty good point. Like, you can't say that the referee had zero or, or they were 100% positive that he didn't catch it. Because obviously, because he did catch it. But so you can't say that the ref was like, oh, there's not a, shot, a, a, a doubt in my head that he, he caught that he didn't catch that ball. So why not call it a touchdown? And then because it's going to be returned. My thing is, is, there is a guy upstairs, I I think. I think maybe he should have been the guy to do it. It's hard to blame anybody in this situation because, one, you've never had a receiver come off the sideline and say, I didn't catch it. <laughs> so I don't think anybody – so so if I'm, a, if I'm coaching or I'm the guy upstairs and I hear my receiver say that I didn't catch it, I'm not going to dig that deep into it and because you got re- you got the rest of the game you got to coach. you got the rest – the next – got to get out there and, and, and get the special teams call played to get, or get the punt called. So – you know, to me, it's. I think it's just one of those really unfortunate things. And uh, fortunately, we're not talking about this thinking that it would have been the thing that helps us win. We won anyways. 
but it would have helped us not make it such a close game. I was going to say, if we would have had that caught or you know catch and they called it a touchdown, I honestly feel that would be you know it for luck or lock. I'm sorry, um, different different yeah. L. Yeah, but you know I think you know with <laughs> just getting that touchdown, I think you know the score would go up and then we would just run away with the game. I think it'd be more of a blowout than it was now, or you know than it the score that we show right now on paper. But you know Travis Kelsey had a great game. He had one touchdown. Three, 136 yards and you know they targeted him 13 times and he only caught the ball eight you know thank god he was there because you know i i mean he broke a thousand yards this for this season this game and like i we use kelsey so much to get down the field and we don't use him in the red zone as much unless he, we're going to use him as a trick play as a quarterback which i don't get that but whatever but you know, he, this is his fifth. Uh, to, to, inter- to interrupt real quick, I'm sorry. What do you think about the trick trick plays? Do you think they're doing too many? Um, I do. I love I love trick plays because it makes it entertaining. But then I'm sitting around, like when they're not working, like there's something that don't work. I'm like, okay, hey, we'll just stick to the basic. You know, give it to you know one of our backs. Right. Give it to you know our, our Sherman, the sausage. You know, and to see if we can pick up some yards. You know, like especially I, when we're on the one. Yeah, you know? I mean. Yeah, I agree with you on that. You know, I, honestly, I think we need to use Sherman a lot more down in the red zones, like within the 10-yard line. I think that guy is just yeah. a beast. But the trick plays, I love Absolutely. to see them when they work, you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> when they work, I'm like, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, you know, Kelsey, you know, this is his fifth season in a row to get, you know, a 1,000 rushing – or, you know, yards, not rushing yards, passing yards or whatever. So that's, you know, great. So – um, I think there's a record that he's about to break, hopefully. Uh, I mean, yeah, you, you're, <laughs> you're, you're right. He is, he is the, uh, just got bumped up uh, to 99 on Madden, by the way, today too. So shout out to Travis Kelsey uh, for that. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I haven't heard very good things about the Madden franchise lately. I, I stopped playing it, but, <laughs> but uh, it's good that they're giving our guys some recognition. Um, he is, he's, he's, he's breaking, he's, he, it seems like every week he's got like a new record coming up. He's, he's, he had fifth, fifth season with a thousand yards, I think is what he's got now, which fifth consecutive season, mm-hmm. which no other tight end has that. Um, he's, uh, you know, he just, he, yards per, yards per game, uh, you know, just, just ca- overall catches, he touchdowns, all this stuff is just these if you look at the trajectory between him and Tony Gonzalez, who I think is, is every tight ends measuring stick is Tony Gonzalez. And, and you look at it, he's, he's right there with him at, at each stage of Tony Gonzalez's career. He's in the same spot. So I, I think if, if it, if it goes this way, obviously Tony played a long time and he was pretty healthy throughout his whole career. So, you know, it, it's still going to be tough, but I think he, I think he gets there. Um, I'm trying to think on the the record the record you're talking about I believe is the he has to get like 66 yards for the next four games or something like that yeah that's what it is is that right yeah he needs 264 yards you know the next four yes. games and that breaks down to about 66 yards per game which yeah. I think he's gonna do it it's gonna be easy I mean he he has he hasn't he out of the last five weeks I believe he's gotten a hundred yards for those five and then the the one he didn't it was eighty two so yeah so he's clearly every week breaking breaking that mark um, I don't see why he wouldn't continue that obviously heaven forbid barring an injury um, but 
but yeah, it's just, it, it's just, I, and it's weird. Maybe as a Chiefs fan, maybe I just think, and maybe I think this about all the guys, but I don't feel like he gets the credit that he deserves because, because he, he's so clutch. Like when everything breaks down, it's like, you know what, Travis Kelsey's going to help us. <laughs> and he does. And he, and, and they put some safety on him to try to, to, because you you can't put a linebacker on him because he's too fast, but then the safety's not strong enough to stay with him. So, and and it's always open in the middle. I don't, I, not only is he not getting the risk, I feel like he doesn't get the respect he deserves. I don't think we're utilizing him the way we're supposed to. Like that guy should have, that guy should have 200 yards a game. <laughs> easily, easily. Easily. Absolutely. You know what drives me nuts though? Like when I was watching this game, yeah, of course I was nervous. I was like getting, you know, you know, a little irritated. And, and well, so what do I do is the worst thing I'm, a person can think of is get on Twitter. And I'm like, <laughs> and I read this one tweet and I was like, and he puts on, I'm not going to read it for word for word because he used some big words and I can't pronounce them, but not, uh, his name, you know, whatever. I don't even care about his name. But he puts it, he goes, that is it. That's the last straw. I've been a Chiefs fan since 2018. I'm going to stop right there. 2018, you're, you haven't even heard, like dealt with the struggles yet. I've been a Chiefs fan yeah. all my life. Yeah. Oh, just during the good times. <laughs> oh, yeah, 2018, okay, cool. I mean, I went through the 90s. I went, you know, like, well, I, the early 90s, I don't remember that much. But, you know, like, oh, it's horrible. But I'm going to continue now. He goes, and I am finished. I am done with this franchise. Andy Reid couldn't make it at Philly alone at Kansas City. Goodbye, Chiefs Kingdom. Well, here I'm going to say Richard Lewis, goodbye. And so that brings me, and that brings me to my our new segment that we have. And I'm going to let you take this away, Sean. But this is Twitter Tough Guys. All right. Thanks, Chad. Yeah, Twitter Tough Guys. That's where we're kind of – we're going to go over uh, some guys that uh, that like to like to run their run their mouth behind their keyboard, and, and they probably would never really say this to the actual person's face. So uh, – you know, uh, a couple uh, last week, I think it was, I think it was end of November. Uh, Tyreek Hill tweeted out, "Just know, good things happen to good people." He was excited about the game. He played well. It was the the Buccaneers game where he just lit it up in the first quarter. And uh, George Black uh, tweeted out, "Ask that child whose arm you broke if he feels the same." Uh, George Black has a photo of Tom Brady in his bio, so I'm sure. You know, <laughs> I'm sure he's really concerned about Tyreek Hill's children. Uh, you know, another another uh, Twitter tough guy was from uh, Hugh G. Rection. <laughs> I'm sure that's his real name. Uh, but on the same Twitter thread, he said, uh, and bad things happen to people who break their son's arm. So, uh, you know. Uh, I believe I believe he was a, uh, a Bronco or, or Raider fan. I can't remember, but I'm sure. I'm sure that's that's exactly you know the the take he would have even if he was a Chiefs fan. Not really. I think I think a lot of this is because they're jealous. Uh, James Palmer tweeted out that Chiefs Tyreek Hill was ill today. This was this was today's tweet and didn't practice. It's not COVID related. Jesse Hernandez at Jesse H underscore officials tweeted out still ill from beating his child. So uh, he he's a Raider fan. So I'm you know his I'm sure his morals are intact. <laughs> And uh, then, then I got I got tangled up in a in a thread. Uh, this uh, the similar tweet from James Palmer, uh, Matthew South, who is a Bronco fan at Matthew South fourteen. If you'd like to hit him up, uh, you know, tweeted tweeted a similar tweet. You know, put prayer hands, hoping that his wife and kids were okay, even though the tweet had nothing to do with that. And uh, obviously, 
somebody else jumped in saying it wasn't funny that he's not reading the facts, which is 100% correct. Uh, the guy, the guy just read the headline and didn't really, you know, read into it to see that it, he took a Tyree Kill took a plea deal. He was never convicted of any charge of of his son. Uh, the plea deal for his wife was so he could keep playing football. You know, they, he didn't want to hear that. He just told the guy he was going to block him and enjoy supporting a horrible human. And then I got involved and tweeted out that uh, that he would he would fully support this guy if he was wearing a donkey on the side of his helmet. <laughs> so, and that, that's a lot of these guys against Tyreek Hill. They don't really think they don't really think he did anything wrong. They're just upset that they, that he is not playing for the team. And they're upset that the NFL couldn't find anything to suspend him and their team gets beat by Tyreek Hill. The final one I had was B slash R Gridiron tweeted out that Travis Kelsey is officially the best tight end in Madden after getting bumped up to 99 overall. And Steeler fan at 412 Schuster tweeted overrated. That's ironic that a Steeler fan is tweeting about being overrated. You're your team, uh, your your team just got uh, beat by the one-legged Alex Smith Washington football team. <laughs> so, so like, I'm sure he was undefeated or overrated at all about. And uh, that's our that's that's it for our new segment, Twitter Tough Guys. I was gonna say hashtag one-legged, hashtag overrated Steelers. <laughs> Yeah, that was but, the greatest segment ever. You're calling people out left and right. It's I love it. It's making me scream going. I thought we talked about that sound machine. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, but I just got to stop. No, I can't. Well, I, I know how to stop it now. I can go like this and go stop. I got it. There's a stop button yeah. <laughs> right next to the play button. It's weird. <laughs> But yeah, no, that's no. I I do like that. I I like that. And 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 uh, you know, a side note there. Shout out to Alex Smith. You know, I mean, he 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 knocked off the the undefeated Steelers. Uh, you know, everything that he's gone through, man. That that's amazing that he was able to to you know. I mean, I mean, he's not playing. He's not playing Pro Bowl level, but but he's 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 doing exactly what he did for the Chiefs. He taking advantage of every opportunity and and getting the W. You know, he won a lot of games for us and. You know, he's 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 helping us win big ones, or, or 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 helping Washington win big ones that help the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. So shout out to Alex Smith. Yeah, great shout out. Um, awesome. That's really great. One legged Alex Smith. He's great. <laughs> That's a little mean, I guess. I should, I should, I got a little caught up in the moment. He has both of his legs. No, he has both his legs. But I I, I liked it because I know exactly what you mean. It you know. Unfortunately, it doesn't put us in first right now, but it does help because I have a feeling that the overrated, um, the not the 49ers, overrated Steelers are going to lose again, maybe to the Bills or to the Colts or possibly to the Browns and possibly all three of them. And the only thing we need to do is focus on is um, winning out. Right. Yeah, they have they have a they have a tougher schedule ahead of them. They have you know they have the Colts. They have um, they have Cleveland. Uh, they have they have the Bills coming up this week, and uh, you know the the Chiefs really. I mean, and I, I hate to say that because we're getting ready to talk about a game. We're getting ready to go into a game that we're getting ready to play against a you know a worthy opponent. But I feel like their only test is the Saints right now. And funny thing about the Saints game, if the Steelers were to win or to lose one of these AFC games, Colts, Browns, or or Bills, which very likely, and we were to just lose to the Saints. 
we'd still have the tiebreaker because it's common games and we would lose to an NFC opponent while they lost to an AFC. So I think it would bump us to the one seed regardless. So I think the odds are really in favor of the Chiefs getting this one seed as long as they keep playing. You know, they got to get out of these stupid slumps that they're having with these teams that they have no business keeping in games. But uh, I think I think they could definitely uh, – I think they're in great shape this part of the season. And, uh, you know, the one seed, obviously, very important for the bye. Oh, yeah, I agree with you. A hundred percent. I honestly feel like we will actually, I don't even care for, you know, number one seed. I'm hoping we do get it, but I feel like we're going to be in the Super Bowl no matter what. But um, moving on to our topic, we are going to be talking about the game, um, Kansas City Chiefs versus Miami Dolphins. And you might be asking yourself like, hey, how are we going to talk about the game that hasn't happened yet? No, it happened in 1971. And <laughs> you know, Sean, I'll, I should have let you introduce this, you know, because you probably have done better. But it is the game that known as it's been great. Yeah, thanks. I, I don't think so. <laughs> but you know, it's a you know, 90, or 71 Dolphins versus Chiefs. It's the second time in history that it's been a double overtime. Did you know the two teams? Actually, I couldn't tell you the two teams, but you know, one of the teams that were in the double overtime before. I can tell you both teams. Oh, okay, cool. Hold it's up. the Dallas Texans, who who are now the Kansas City Chiefs, yeah. and the Houston Oilers. Okay, well, no one cares about the Houston. It was the a- AFL uh, AFL championship game. I got you, but that's you know that's the second time, and that game only lasts seventy seven minutes. This game right here lasts eighty two minutes and forty seconds, and in six quarters, it was a great game. And now moving on to our next topic. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was it was a good game. I mean, it, it you know when you watch these, you know, and you and you did. I, I will say this: you did a lot more research on this game than I did. Uh, it, you know, I've had some, I've had some, uh, uh, been a little under the weather lately, so I, I kind of dropped the ball a little bit on, on some of my uh, research. <laughs> hopefully not. Hopefully not. But uh, we uh, we you know you 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 sent me several links about these these videos and stuff and I was able to watch through those and and the feel you get from these interviews and stuff is just this game meant a lot more to these people than just a regular game like it was just such a hard fought game Ed Podolak for the Chiefs I mean he he was he was you you know at, he, at, he was putting up yards left and right in the first four quarters he had to play two more quarters after that he was gassed and you know, to me, to me, I just I feel like you know, this game felt like it was it it, it was just so emotionally exhausting for them. To and they get, they went back and forth. You know, the Chiefs would get the lead, the Dolphins would tie it. The Chiefs would get the lead, the Dolphins would tie it. And it just it was it was just a great game. Yeah, I was gonna say you know just the fact of you know looking at some of the stuff like when I was trying to find this game, you know, the NFL were talked about like how they couldn't find like the whole full game, they had to splice different camera angles and make the game so we could watch. And so, which was pretty cool, you know, that they, you know, like lost the TV broadcast version of this game. And so they, they had to recreate this whole game for people like me and Sean that didn't live it to go watch it. And like, when I went to go back and watch this game, like I literally, you know, even though it's spoiler alert, you know, Kansas City ended up losing, but we'll get to that part later. But, I, I still had chills watching these people hit each other so hard that I was like, you know, it's something that we're kind of missing in the NFL today. 
these people did not get paid from the NFL that much. They had two different jobs. I think, you know, um, I can't remember who it was, but they, he worked at General Motors in Kansas City. So, you know, it was one of those things, like, the NFL was just a second job just to do for fun. And so watching this game, and they played for something, and I'm like, I was getting chills, and I kind of missed that. And, you know, in the game itself, you know, if you look down at the whole stats of the team, you know, first downs, Miami had 22, Kansas City had 23. You know, the – well, I mean, the total yards, you know, Miami had 407, Kansas City Chiefs had 451. The fumbles, you know, Miami had one. We had three with two loss. Turnovers, Miami had two. We had four turnovers. And what killed us the most in this game, it looks like it's the turnovers, you know, and just going back and forth, it's like we get the ball first, you know, we end up getting a field goal by, and I'm going to go ahead and, you know, say that on all these people's names, they're not normal. They're not like, you know, <laughs> easy names to say. So I'm going to butcher, or butcher all these names, you know, but, you know, the first, well, before we get into the game, I'd like to talk about like before the game, if, you know, like this would be the last game played at the, the Kansas City Chiefs old stadium before Arrowhead was being born. And it was the first game that in the playoffs for the Chiefs be a home game that the Chiefs were hosting. You know, and then in 71, the Dolphins were starting to get better than what they were, and Chiefs were great. We had 11 Pro Bowls, you know, on this team alone. And, you know, the, but everyone thought, you know, before the game that this was going to be an easy win for the Chiefs because the Dolphins were 0-6 and six against the Chiefs every time they came and played each other before this game. So everyone's like, this is going to be an easy win. But this is, you know, the first first game that was played on Christmas. And, like, when they announced the Christmas game, they were all like, uh, who's going to watch it on Christmas? Because this is one of – I think, you know, I don't know if this game was the first game on Christmas, but this Sunday was the first time Chiefs or, or NFL was playing on Sunday. So people are like, we don't know. Yeah, it was on Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. But, You're welcome. <laughs> no, but people, you know, like when they first saw it, like no one was going to go to this game. But this was like one of the hottest tickets in Kansas City. You know, just people showing up and like all the players' wives and stuff that were doing Christmas at the house. They they had, you know, someone, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Bobby Bell said that his wife called up on the sidelines and said, hey, you coming home yet? He goes, no, not yet. We're still playing football. And so, I mean, this is just great. But what I want to get to before the game, the Dolphins kicker, I swear to you by watching all these clips, um, Garo (laughs) Yipetarian, I tried my best. You're you're premium. You're premium? I am premium. I mean, I am premium. Yeah. (laughs) It it, it sounds like premium. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. But anyways, he goes up, like he like he can't like he goes back and forth and you know like he went for different teams he actually got cut and didn't play football for a while and so then he got drafted you know he went to the Dolphins to play you know he's an older guy a tie salesman this is a Dolphins Dolphins kicker but he really wanted to be the Pro Bowler that year and he's like okay I'm gonna get it you know because I haven't missed a field goal I haven't done this I I have the best stats. But everyone voted for the Kansas City Chiefs, Juan Studerberg. <laughs> Jan Stenerud. That's us, so close. But, you know, everyone voted for him, you know, and it was just like, uh, so he went over there and congratulated him. He's like, hey, you know, congratulations, you know, 
this is, you know, you deserve to be it. You're a great kicker. But at this moment, I honestly believe that the Dolphins kicker sold his soul to the devil and said, hey, I will do anything to win, you know, this game and win, be great. And so this is what screwed us. Do you have anything to add before the game, Sean? Um, no, I uh, I do think uh, I think I think it was just kind of it was such a such a back and forth game, and you know there was so much you know so much going into it. Uh, one point you want I wanted to make about the Dolphins kicker uh, Garo Yapremian, I think. Is how you say it. I'm not positive. <laughs> um, he actually would go on to have one of the biggest blunders in uh, NFL history. Like in in a in in the the Super Bowl later this year, he would uh, he would botch a snap and then try to throw it and end up throwing it into into a defender's hands that would return it for a touchdown. It's it's all over. If you watch like NFL Classic and stuff like that, they talk about big bloopers. It's like always the number one blooper. <laughs> so I, I got a question for you. It wasn't this Super Bowl. It was the following Super Bowl. It wasn't? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that it was the following Super Bowl. The undefeated one? The undefeated one because um, one of the linemen, I remember listening to the thing saying, hey, if we lose this game, I am going to beat your, you know, that's because that's they were undefeated, yeah. You're right? It was the following yeah. year. So I, this year they actually got blown out by the Cowboys. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, like when I when I saw that too, I was like, and he's like, finally now that the NFL finally after forty years after this game put a video together of this longest game of history. So he's like, oh, I'm so excited that you know finally I'm not going to be known as this guy that screwed up and threw a pass to the defense. And I'll be remembered by this game, game-winning field goal. Spoiler alert, he's the one who won the game. But, you know, I don't care. I'm going to remember him as a, you know, messed up field goal or the messed up pass. It's a funny yeah. play. Oh, yeah. You can see the highlight. It's funny. Yeah. But, no, I mean, during this game, you know, our first drive, we get the ball, and we go down and we get, you know, three points, you know, which is okay. You know, we had the best kicker. Everyone – everyone. this is what was funny when you were talking about, like, Travis Kelsey, you know, how everyone like, you know, we can rely on Travis Kelsey, you know, when we're in a pickle and all that stuff, it's Travis Kelsey watching these clips and the people that they were interviewing before the game, they were talking about Jan Stanabrew about like the way you were just talking about, you know, Travis Kelsey, like, Oh, they said Juan's good or Juan, John, Jan, you know, chief's kicker, Jan, <laughs> chief's kicker. <laughs> They said, oh, he's going to win our, you know, he's going to win the game for us. He's just such a great guy. He's so good. He's so cute. All the ladies loved him, you know. But you know, I'm just saying, like, that's what I got out of watching this interview. And, like, I remember. Uh, he was reliable. Yeah, so he was clutch. That's what I would say because I'm from the streets. Clutch. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. no. So, my Andy, you know, one of you, like, they said, you said, I think, a second ago, Ed Polak. Had one of the best. Good luck. Eh, whatever. Sorry. <laughs> he, <Go ahead. laughs> no, he had one of the best games, you know. And the reason why he had such a great game is because Miami shut out Otis Taylor in the first half. Now, no matter what, they put double coverage on Otis Taylor. You know, just he couldn't do nothing. And Otis Taylor was the go-to person for Kansas City offense. You know, you know, Lynn Dawson is hooking up with Otis Taylor. You know, just back and forth. This. He was their number one offense. But literally in the first uh, first quarter, we go up 10 nothing. 
And you th- you would think, you know, this is a great game so far. But in the second quarter, Miami goes 10 and we scored nothing. So we're tied 10-10 going into the half. And I'm like, this is crazy. You know, and I just – I don't know this game. Like every time I like, I watch this, you know, highlights over and over again. And every time I got chills, just thinking about like, you know, that I knew the outcome already, and just the fact that, you know, a side note too, I I, I talked to my mom. I said, hey, we're going to do our podcast over this, you know, the seventy one Dolphins, you know, played on. And she goes, huh? Was well, then that played on, you know, Christmas Day? And that's what she responded with. And I'm like. Oh yeah, it was. And I'm like, I go, how old were you then? She goes, I was 11. And she goes, I remember watching it on the telly. And she's saying that um, watching this thing, what, what's so funny, Sean? <laughs> the telly. On the telly. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> no, so she said that she remembers watching it, and you know, like that her mom, like she was watching it with her, you know, dad, my grandpa. She and her mom was like, Hey, let's get off this, you know. It's Christmas. Let's get go to dinner. You know, get our dinner going. You know, get our Christmas dinner going and all that stuff. And but my mom said she they couldn't get away from the TV. They were just glued to it. You know, like how like they were just knew the Chiefs were going to win. And I don't know, but we go in half. You know, ten to ten, and we come out third quarter. You know, Jim Oates rush for a one yard touchdown. The Dolphins respond with Jim kicks a. One yard or Jim kick you know, runs a one yard touchdown. So I mean it's a seventeen seventeen back and forth, back and forth. And we go into the fourth. Kansas City go, scores from Ed Podolock three yard rush. Dolphin responds with a five yard pass from Bob Greasy, which you know he was actually injured a few games before. I don't know if you knew this, Sean, but he injured his left shoulder, and so like it wasn't his throwing arm. And they said, "Hey, you're still gonna have to play." He's like, really? Okay, I'm going to play. But, you know, every time he would get hit down and, you know, sacked or whatever, the offensive lineman would try to come pull him up. And he's like, hey, hey, no, no, stop pulling my left arm. Don't pull my throwing arm. I'll get up on my own. So, but, you know, he ends up scoring. I don't even know where I'm at in their notes. But third quarter, <laughs> they scored seven. We score seven. Fourth quarter, we score seven, a touchdown. They score seven. And after their seven points, you know, their their kicker that sold their soul, his soul to the devil kicked the ball off to, you know, the person that probably could actually be my dad, Ed Podolock. And, you know, he runs it back so far. Like, he puts, you know, Jan into field goal range. Like, an easy chip shot. Yeah. And, like, this is the one where he misses it. Everyone's shocked. Like he misses it, and it's like holy crap! And I believe before in the first quarter, they had a chance. You know, they they were that was called out for a, um, uh, I think it's you know punt or field goal fake. And Bell and the the coach told you know our kicker said, "Hey, do not look at the for the ball. Look at the spot where you're supposed to." And Bell was looking down and saying, hey, our kicker's not looking at me. I can't pass him the ball. I mean, so, and then all of a sudden, that Bell just snaps it to Lynn Dawson. And Lynn Dawson's like, hey, you know, you got to kick this thing. Which Lynn Dawson probably could have just passed it back to him. So, I don't know. 
Yeah, I, I didn't really understand why why they didn't why they didn't at least keep trying it because Lynn Dawson and Yon Center knew the play, knew what they were supposed to do. For some reason, Bobby Bell was the one who didn't. Bobby Bell was quoted later as saying that you know this guy was a snow skier. Why why am I giving him the ball? <laughs> but but that's what the play was, and Lynn knew it. Yon knew it. Even when Bobby Bell snapped that ball to Lynn Dawson, he should have just flipped it back to him and, and have to, they said they said Yon Center ran, ran a four six forty. That's pretty. That's booking for a for a kicker. So you know, uh, but at the end of the day, whatever you decide, whether to kick the field goal or or to to take off with it, uh, you know, you have to execute. And they didn't execute even the field goal, which you know, if it goes to two overtimes, obviously that field goal would have made a huge difference, uh, but. Just kind of some miscommunication there, um, you know. Like you said, they did at the end uh, or towards the end of the game. They they you know Ed Podolak returned the kick to the twenty two yard line. So that is a chip shot for a guy who's a Hall of Fame kicker like Jan Sinnerud. Uh, he was reliable, uh, over reliable for them, and and he he shanked it wide right. And you know it. the The Chiefs did the Chiefs did get another chance. Uh, before the end of regulation. And there was some discussion on the sidelines with, uh, with uh, coach Hank Stram and the rest of the team about maybe trying a 68 yard field goal. And I think, I think because of the, the game that center was having, which wasn't his, obviously not his best game, uh, they decided against it, but how crazy would that have been if they had tried it? Cause that would have been the NFL record. If he'd have made that kick a 68 yard field goal at the end of regulation this game would be known for a lot, something a lot more different than what it's known for now. You know, it's known for being the longest game. Miami pulls it out, and and just how how emotionally draining this game was. It could have been known for kicking the record breaking field goal well before. Like I don't even know what the record was at that time because it's like it's like sixty four now. But uh, you know that was that was kicked. You know, like in in the 2000s or whatever. I don't know what the record was back in 1971, but 68 would have obviously been, been a huge, a huge kick. Uh, who knows if he could have done it? You know, Jan Sandberg was a great kicker, but, but he wasn't having his best, best game. That's for sure. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Cause like when they said that 68, I, I was thinking that the, you know, the record was like 60 something, 68, you know, in the NFL today, you said it was 64. I, I don't know. I think it's sixty four. I don't know for sure. That's that's a good one. We we being a history show, we can find it. <laughs> yeah, but I like I was sitting there thinking, you know, like when he, you know, if he would have kicked it and made it, and we won this game, like I don't, I, I think that'd be kind of cool to say, hey, he still holds a record. But I mean, absolutely, it's one of those things. Like I don't know, I don't even care anymore. But no, just watching this all this stuff and knowing that, you know, the outcome, I was like, well, why why am I still watching? I was glued to watching the whole thing. And I, I was like so amazed. But, you know, they go into, you know, first overtime and they're going back and forth, you know, just tired. Like I can't imagine how, how tired they were. And like, you know, then they no score after the first overtime. So they go to the second overtime. And I'm like, Geez, second overtime. I, like, I didn't know it went to two overtimes before when I started watching it. And I'm like, holy crap, I thought it was just the longest game, you know, when it got to, you know, down to like the last, our first overtime, they kicked the field goal. But it went to two overtimes. And 
this is where the part where I honestly feel like with you know Patrick Mahomes now and the fact that he um, let me try to get my words together. So the fact that in the Super Bowl when we were down against 49ers and he goes to the sideline, it you know, and says, Hey, do we have time to run the wasp? And then, you know, they ran the wasp and you know, kind of did what Patrick Mahomes wanted to do. I feel like has a, like in 40 years from now, that game's going to be kind of like this game here because the um, the Miami Dolphins quarterback, you know, what is it, Greasy or whatever, he was on the sideline and he goes, hey, what about this play? One of their favorite play uh, plays that they run, he's like, he totally forgot about. And he's like, hey, can we run this play? And it's kind of like how I'm comparing Patrick Mahomes and him because, you know, like, Patrick Mahomes remembered the Wasp and said, let's run it. So the same thing Greasy did, and it was just a handoff, but it caught Chiefs off guard because Chiefs' run defense in this year was great. And that's why, like, when the game, Dolphins came out throwing the ball. They're like, hey, we can't run this ball. They hit too hard. They're going to you know, stop us off the line each time. So they came out throwing it. So the whole time they're just throwing the ball, throwing the ball. And then all of a sudden, I, you know, I don't know how many yards he went, but he ran, you know, did kind of like a, I think it was to the fullback too. This a little little handoff. Oh, it was Larry, Larry Zonka. Larry Zonka took the misdirection run for twenty nine yards oh. to set up the field goal. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean you're right. You're you. I mean he's he's he should he's kind of their halfback, but he's built like a fullback. <laughs> I mean Larry Zonka was a big dude. Yeah, they say after that run, I just I looked at that play and I had to pause the t- you know my you know, YouTube when I was watching it on thinking like hmm. This is kind of the same thing that Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl saying, hey, do we have time to run the walls? And I can't wait. Hopefully I'm alive in 40 years from now. So uh, if I see some stuff going around, you know, like on the on the inner tubes, you know, or the, on the line or whatever you call it, you know, just going – there's something, a video being put together. Actually, I even already saw one that's going to be probably floating around forever that about the wasp. And I'm like, this is going to be one of these plays that's talked about throughout the whole history of NFL. But you know this Absolutely. this guy you know Gipperian, the soul to soul, the Dolphins kicker. You know, literally, he kicks the field goal in the second overtime, and as soon as it left his foot, he turns to the bench and puts his hands up because he knew he won the game. And you know, unfortunately, I'm I'm surprised that like the people on the other team didn't put their hands up because the game was over. Yeah. <laughs> Exhausting game, and that's what's funny because like there was a um, you were telling me about the defensive guy that tackled Ed Polak or whatever, and pushed his head in the mud. Uh, Nick Bonacotti. Yeah, he pushed his head in the mud, and you know, like after he tackled him, and he was just like, I thought he was gonna get up cussing and screaming, and he got up and said, Hey, you think this game's ever gonna be over? <laughs> yeah, I mean they were they were just exhausted both sides. I mean that's a it's a long game, and you gotta think about it. It's Christmas Day, you know, most of the time. You know, like I know I'm I'm gonna be at home with my family on Christmas Day. These guys have to go play football. Not only do they have to play football, they gotta play a game and a half yeah. on Christmas night. And and you know, so I and and you know talk, when they, when they were talking to the players at the end of the some of those documentaries, they were they were saying that you know it, it sucks. You want to Chiefs players, anyways. You want to win. You're disappointed you don't. But but they knew what kind of team Miami was. They knew they. They played well against them. It was a hard-fought game. There wasn't too many guys hanging their head on that after that game. There, there was one guy that took it hard, and he still, he still when he gets brought up, takes it hard. 
And then that's, you know, our Chiefs kicker, Jan Stanabrew or whatever. Every time he gets asked about this game, he talks about, the, you know, the first, you know, it was in the first quarter, I believe. No, it was I – don't, I don't know when it was, but it was uh, when he did supposed to be that fake field goal and he misses it. He goes, that's not what lost the game. Because, you know, he's like that right there. And if you actually go back and watch some of the clips I sent you, Sean, um, Lynn Dawson, um, he um, had the laces in. He didn't have the laces out on that kick when he got the ball. But it was, you know, he wasn't expecting the ball. Right. So, like, you know, he's like, but, you know, Juan or Jan or whatever, juice kicker, he he said that. (laughs) I don't even even get his name, but, you know, juice kicker, he's – I think he's Swedish, not Mexican. <laughs> Jan, Han, Han, Han Solo. Jan, Jan, Jan. Got it. I'll try to do better. Han, yeah. But no, he he's really upset. He's not upset with the first, you know, fake field goal that was supposed to be, you know, that he missed. He's more upset that he did not make the field goal that would have won the game, and then then in go into overtime, he did not make any of those field goals that they tried to. So he's more upset that he didn't win the game, and he doesn't Brit talk about it much. Like every time the reporters ask about, it, he's like, "That was forty years ago. Let's move on. I'm done." And so, like, he took that hard. <laughs> I think everyone else now is in good spirits about it, but he takes it hard. Yeah, I, 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 I can only imagine. You know, that's he, it's probably his worst game he's played because he was such a solid kicker. I mean, you think about like obviously the Lynn Elliott one comes to mind where like, you know, but he was never a good kicker. So, so I just, you know, Jan Stenner is in the pro football hall of fame, which is hard to do as a kicker to get to that level. Uh, he, you know, him, him and Nick Lowry are, are, are two of the greatest kickers of Chiefs franchise history. So, you know, it sucks that he had this game, this this record, this this game that set so many records. You know, speaking of records, Ed Podolak had a playoff record of 350 total yards. He had 85 rushing, 110 receiving, and 150 on kick and punt returns, or 155. Sorry. And so, so he, I mean, it was, it was, you know, when Ed Podolak, when you mention Ed Podolak's name, you think of this game because of how great he played. Well. Jan Sinner doesn't like this game getting brought up because they think about how poor he played. And it stinks because he wasn't that type of player. He was usually a pretty consistent player. And, God, I bet, I bet he's kicking himself knowing that he had an opportunity to, to get the ball in his hands and do something with it and maybe even score a touchdown. Uh, you know, I'm sure every kicker has that dream of, let's run the fake so I can score a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, they, they, they messed it all up, and, and it ended up, ended up being the difference, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say after the end of the game, Bell, you know, he, you know, he sat there and said that he walked right into the locker room, didn't even take his clothes off, and just walked under the water, just you know, the shower, and started taking a shower with all his uniform on because he was so drenched in sweat. And I'm, and I was thinking about that. I was like, holy crap, these people don't get paid that much. It's his second job, and you know, like I said, their wives were calling them on the sideline, said, "Hey, you coming home for Christmas dinner?" And they're like, "Hey, um." We're still playing football right now. We're in the double overtime, you know. You know, of course, <laughs> the wives didn't understand, you know, but they liked the second paycheck coming in because it's all it was was a sub second income. But in, in this game alone, they had 16 members of the Hall of Fame that were involved in this game. And now it's time to stop the show. Sean, you need to name all 16 members. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, 
uh, Lynn Dawson, Bo Buchanan, Bobby Bell, Willie Lanier, uh, Jim, no, Jim Lynch isn't on there. Uh, if you name them all. Bob Gracie, Larry Zonka, Mercury Morris, uh, Nick Bonacotti. Uh, that's it. That's all I got. You didn't even say that. I, I know there's more Chiefs on there, yeah, too. You didn't even say the Chiefs huh? picker's name. Oh, yeah, I'm sitting here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, like this game was. You made that kick. Yeah, it was my first on my list. But it was this game like really meant a lot. Not just the fact like the longest game, but it was a, it literally was. If you look at the history, like after this game, it was the end of the Kansas City Chiefs, the era, you know, and the beginning of the Dolphins. Yeah. Dolphins went went on to win or went on to three you know, more Super Bowls afterwards, or including this one. They went to three straight. And winning two of the of the three, and right. like the next season they went undefeated all the way to the Super Bowl, and then Chiefs, you know, it literally like we were so great back in the beginning, and then we didn't even you know win another division title until '93. We didn't make it to the playoffs again until the year I was born in '86. You know, so it's like this was literally like Dolphins kicker. If I ever saw him. I probably would punch him and say, "Hey, you sold your soul to the devil, didn't you? That make the Chiefs horrible." <laughs> I, I would never punch you, Epitarian. <laughs> yeah, close enough. Yeah. I uh, on on that, yeah, you know, they they they. The funny thing about that is that they, there's a lot of people that thought that that '71 Chiefs team was better than the Super Bowl team. They didn't win the they didn't win the division that in that '69 season. They were a wild card team. And went, went all the way to the Super Bowl. This is—they actually won the division. They won it handedly, um, and and they were they were playing great football this year. And I mean, I don't think—I mean, a lot of things changed. You know, the mid seventies came, seventy-five. Uh, you 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 lost Hank Stram. Hank Stram got fired. Um, I think uh, I'm not going to say who came next because I don't want to. I don't want to screw that up. I don't know if that's right. I think it's Paul Wiggins, but. but uh, I'm not 100 sure on that, but but that 75 season, uh, you know, Lynn Dawson ends up breaking his hand and then calling it quits. Uh, so you had a lot of turnaround there. The the that in that four year stretch between like 71 75, and then after 75, it was just let's scrap the whole thing and start over. And that's why it took you know almost, uh, over 10 more years just to make it back to the playoffs. And you know, I so I don't want to I don't want to blame this game on that because I think I think that was kind of the trend that was going to happen anyways. But it does it does suck to go out in this kind of fashion, and then you see what the future held for both teams. One went one went up, and one went down. And you know, and that's if you know my. So I said that's why I feel like the guy sold his soul to the devil because it was a switch. Chiefs went from top to down, and Dolphin went from the bottom to up. But, you know, I was looking at some stats, you know, and like Chiefs versus Dolphins, you know, it was just like, you know, in the postseason, Kansas City is zero and three against the Dolphins in the postseason. And so, like, I'm like in the postseason, yeah, in the postseason, you know, because like before this game, Chiefs were six and oh against the Dolphins. So that's why everyone thought Chiefs were going to take this game easily and go, you know, they honestly thought that Chiefs were going to go and win the Super Bowl this year. And so that's why, you know, like, and they probably would have. Well, yeah, I I agree. If they would have won, you know, I, I wasn't around back then. I don't know if you know that. I'm kind of a young guy, but you know, you never know. 
And so, but watching all these stuff and all these people that were talking about the Chiefs saying, hey, they were going to win the Super Bowl. This is, you know, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. I look at how I talk about the Chiefs now, thinking like, oh, yeah, we're going to go to the Super Bowl and win. And so, like, kind of, this game kind of humbled me without feeling the pain of Chiefs losing in a playoff game. So, I, you know, I had to start being more humble, saying, hey, no matter what, Chiefs can lose. So, you know, I don't want to – I'm rooting for my Chiefs, but i got to, you know, I honestly think we're going to win the Super Bowl this year, Sean. Screw, screw <laughs> being humble. We're going. Yeah. I mean, they, they just got to figure out, you know, it'd be nice if they'd stop letting these teams stay in it. You know, like, like I, I, you know, we're going to, we're probably going to do our predictions here in a little bit. And I, I really have no idea. Like, <laughs> like, like I, I'll always pick the chiefs to win against a lesser opponent because that's how it should be. Uh, you know, you look at Miami's, Miami's 2020 season and they had the, their, their best wins against the Rams. So, you know, you, they haven't really played a huge opponent. They, you know, when they play good teams, they get beat. Uh, this is another example. They're playing a good team. They're playing the best team in the NFL. They should get beat, but so should Denver. Have Denver should have got beat pretty easily. So yeah, I, I don't know how I see. It. I think I think uh, Tua adds a little different element. Tua Tagalova so, for the for the Dolphins has got a little you know more legs. Yeah, I, I got I got a question for you. So, do you, do they know who's going to start the game? Because this is all the pins, like Dolphins versus Chiefs. Are we going to get you know um, Fitz Magic, Fitz Tragic, or Tula? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's three quarterbacks we could face playing the Dolphins, and I and I haven't I didn't I haven't done any research on who's going to start yet. Have you? Uh, no, I, I think I think all signs are pointing to Tua though. Uh, I did, I, did, I haven't looked it up at this moment, but as of right now, I think he was trending to get back in the lineup. Um, he had some sort of I think he hurt his pinky or something like that. I'm not I'm not positive uh, how he got hurt, but uh, the thing is is that that they they came up with this injury that he had, but really he wasn't playing he 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 wasn't playing the best football. His last game he started, he was having kind of a rough game, and he got benched. And then they came out and said that he was injured, and you don't really know whether he was really injured or if they just wanted to let let uh, you know Ryan Fitzpatrick, <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick, get the uh, get the chance in there. But <laughs> to me, I don't think it matters. Uh, I think Miami's a lesser team. I think I think they're they're you know kind of kind of like kind of like we saw in seventy one. They're trending in the right path, but they're not there yet. They're not this team. This this seventy one Dolphins team. They were young, but they were really good, and and that's why they went on. They went on to Miami's not going to win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> you know, probably Kansas City will, but but you know the seventy one Dolphins. They were they were good enough to win the Super Bowl. They ended up losing the Dolphins, and then they went the next two years and won it. So so we're we're looking at different things, even though the trends are the same. But I don't think it matters who starts at quarterback. I think I think you're you're going to see a Chiefs team that that hopefully they're refocused after these couple close games where they let teams hang around, and hopefully they just you know put a beat down on them. Yeah, I was going to say I, it really doesn't matter to me. I honestly feel like it's going to be a close game. I feel like Tula is going to be playing that we don't have much game film on him. And then I think honestly, um, Fitz Tragic already played the other day or a while back. So I think it's going to be Fitz Magic if he plays. So I'm actually going to flip the script, Sean. Oh, 
I'm going to predict that Kansas City Chiefs wins 27 to 24. And I'm bringing this up because that's what the Dolphins win in 71. They, they beat us 27 to 24. So I feel like we're going to beat them 27 to 24. I, I like it. I, uh, I, uh, 27 is a good number for me for the Chiefs. I don't know if I, I got the Dolphins scoring that much. Um, you know, I mean, honestly, that, 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 that does sound, that sounds really good. I think 27, 24 sounds about right because the, the, the stat you got to keep in mind is what I brought up earlier. 119 drives. It's 30th in the league. They, every team, their formula to try to beat the Chiefs, which it hasn't really, it hasn't been successful, but every team's form, formula is to keep the ball away from Patrick Mahomes. So you're going to see several, like, like, you know, dump off plays to get just little bitty chunk yards here and there. And they're going to try to put up, you know, 13, 14 play drives to keep the Chiefs on the sidelines and and try to try to see what happens in the fourth quarter. That's what these teams always do. They they they're not they're playing these games to stay alive in the fourth quarter. What happens is Pat Mahomes eventually gets the ball and he puts it away. <laughs> but not that not happens it. every week. But yeah, exactly. And that's that's kind of what we're what what we're seeing. I think that's the the mentality that the Dolphins are going to have. I will say this: the Dolphins are the number two defense in the NFL. That is that is a uh, they have they have a good secondary. Xavier Howard's really good. Um, you know, I, I have a feeling, but they, they do play a lot of man. They do they do blitz. I don't care how good Xavier Howard is if he's if he's single coverage against Tyreek Hill, he will pay. And and I hope I hope Miami has that mentality that they're good enough to cover us, man. Because uh, because they're not, <laughs> and Patrick Mahomes will light them up. Hey Sean, but, Sean, uh, we'll, we'll... hey Sean, you're stalling right now. I just need your predictions of this game. I, I love everything you're saying. I agree with you. I think 27, 24. Oh, I'm gonna go 27-24 with you. Like that it. is a cop out. That is the biggest cop out. No, it's not. I just, I just don't see them. I don't see them scoring. Like I don't see that. I see the Chiefs scoring a little bit more than they did last week. But I also see the Dolphins scoring a little bit more than the Broncos did because the Dolphins, I think, have a little bit better offense than the Dol- than, than the Broncos do. And so, you know, maybe maybe it won't be that close. Maybe maybe it'll be 27-21. I'm hoping it's not. Here's the th- here's the thing. Just, that's the way it feels. Here's the thing, Sean. And this is what's gonna happen. Now that we said that it's 27-24, Chiefs are probably gonna win like 59 to zero or something ridiculous. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Look, every time we say blowout, it's a close game. Every time we say a close game, it's a blowout. And I'm tired of this. Kansas City, you better I'll, win. I'd be happy to take the L on that. Yeah. The L. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got yeah. all the prediction. No, no, like, like, no, no. Win the game. Please win the game. It's it's an important game. It's an AFC game. All yeah. these AFC games are going to be huge when you're when you're this tight with the, the Steelers. I I I I've I'm not a fan of the number one seed getting the bye only. I I'm I've been adamant about it on this show before. I think it's I I think it. I think they put that in place to try to stop Patrick Mahomes. I think every rule they the NFL makes right now is to get Patrick Mahomes to not be so good. You're you're not you're gonna <laughs> like the buy when we get the number one seed. Just saying. Oh, I I think I think it's just I think what's what it's gonna be is the NFL like, you know, it backfiring on them. Because the whole purpose was this because the Chiefs didn't win it last year. The Chiefs were the two seed last year. The Chiefs have been the two seed more times than than the one seed in in recent years, 
So I think their thought was like, well, if we can get the Chiefs an extra game, they won't win the Super Bowl because nobody wants Kansas City to win the Super Bowl because they're not a huge market and it's going to backfire. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, yeah, so I mean, that's that's kind of what we see. We 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 usually differ on the predictions, but today we're going to agree. I, I like. I think Chad was pretty spot on with this. I think he picked it just to flip the script of the seventy one game, but I, I think did. it's. <laughs> I think it's pretty concise. I I uh, I think that's where I'm going to go with it. Um, hopefully, at the end of the day, all that really matters is the win. Same with the Bronco game. I know it was a struggle, but all that really matters is the win. And hopefully, we get there this Sunday as well. Uh, noon kickoff, CBS in Miami. You know, we've had we had last time we were in Miami, we had a lot of success. So, so we'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, that's gonna do it for us today. Um, you know, uh, it was it was a fun one. We broke down. We went, went way back. Usually we stick around the last you know five ten years. This one we went way back. Hopefully, hopefully we did it justice. It was a really good game between the Chiefs and Dolphins and. Hopefully we'll see. Uh, hopefully we'll see a Chiefs blowout this week. So, so for uh, for Chad Goforth, I am Sean Dixon, and uh, this has been another edition of the Kingdom Rewind. Take it easy, Chiefs fans. To the Chiefs Kingdom, you guys are world champions once again. Woo! Thank you for listening to this episode of the Arrowhead Live Podcast Network. Go Chiefs!